The first is, I'd like for you all to look in the back and wave and say, welcome back, Dinner Church St. Jacob's. We're glad that you are part of our church. And also, I would like to, I have the honor of welcoming our district superintendent who is here this morning, um, D.S. Allen Walker is my boss and also the district superintendent and as a candidate for ministry that should be overwhelming but fortunately for me she's my friend and i know that one of the reasons that i'm not as nervous standing here before you is because she's been praying for me so thank you for being here this morning <laughs> yes partner in crime, partner in ministry, however you want to put it. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Bonnie, and I am the ministry intern here at Troy UMC. And it is my pleasure this morning to be starting out this new five-week sermon series entitled Strengths for the Storms of Life. As you walked in today, um, you should have received at some point a small river rock I'll explain more about this as we move forward, but I'd ask that you'd put it in your hand and grip it um, throughout my entire sermon. Um, if you didn't by chance receive one, you can go to the back and the ushers are more than welcome to give you one. So to start out, I have a question for you all. By show of hands, how many of you were affected this week by something that was out of your control? Okay. I know I haven't had my coffee this morning, but we still all should have raised our hands because there's something out of our control every single day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but Interstate 255 closing definitely affected my life. Um, the weather changing from 70 degrees one day to 20 affects my sinuses. And, you know, it's just every day something, whether it's a car accident that slows you down on the way to work, or if it's snow outside that you fall on, or if your job suddenly isn't your job anymore because of downsizing, or you can't afford the gas to get to your job because it keeps going up. When Pastor Andy asked me to open up this sermon series, I thought to myself, I have a lot in my past I could talk about. Where do I begin? There's the day my husband of seven years told me that he didn't love me anymore. The time when my car spun out of control my senior year of high school and only by a miracle did I survive. The moment my second husband left and I became a single mother of a then nine-month-old son. Or the day that I was sexually assaulted on a first date. That's a lot, right? And that's just in my past. What about right now in life? Well, just since the beginning of this year, my dad was hospitalized due to sepsis following a surgery. Two, two weeks after I gave my car to my niece, she slid on black ice and totaled it. And my beloved dog, Jude, was rushed to the emergency room by me at about 2 o'clock in the morning because he had some rare reaction and his eye started bulging out of his head. So that's just my immediate family over the last two months. There are so many times in life 
where I feel like I'm doing all the right things and making all the right choices, but life is still out of my control. I would assume that you could relate personally or that you've seen it in your family and friends where you just sit back and think, man, sometimes life isn't fair. But the reality is that the circumstances of our lives are rarely in our control. Just a friendly reminder for you, if you want to be filling out your sermon notes as we go along, they are in your bulletin. If we look at the scripture text for today, we see the psalmist describing moments of survival by stating, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The psalmist is specifically using worst case scenarios to illustrate how far life can be out of our control. I've learned about these lived experiences by spending time in Haiti over the years. The earthquake that happened there 10 years ago was devastating. It's almost unfathomable to sit and hear the stories of the people who survived. I heard of an individual who walked hours to get to his aunt's house only to find her trapped under rubble with no way of being able to help her. Days later, he returned with people and she was no longer there. The house had collapsed and her body was unrecoverable. Over 250,000 people died because of that catastrophic event. This coming April, I get the opportunity, and just to plug the trip for a moment, you too could have the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico with Troy. And prior to signing up, I already knew that there was a lot that needed to happen in that area and that we could bless the people and, of course, also be blessed by those people. But even recently, in the last few months, more events have occurred where the people are crying out in need. When I think about hurricanes, tornadoes, and earthquakes, I think, man, a lot sure can happen in life, but I tend to understand these things are obviously outside of my control. When it comes to global, environmental, and catastrophic events, I can look to God and say, nope, I can't do anything with that. You've got this, Lord. I'll pray. Then there are the daily life moments. The moments that are only seen by others if, we're, if we allow them to see them. Our struggles that we bear on our own. That inner voice that tells you you aren't good enough. That you're a failure. That you should hold on to that feeling of shame. These are the inward struggles that happen behind closed doors that we're desperately trying to control. A couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in my living room with my family and had my laptop on my lap, and I was preparing for this sermon. And as I sat there and I watched, I saw artist after artist sing Song of Lament. Demi Lovato sang a song entitled Nobody is Listening, following her recent attempted overdose and hospitalization. Artist Billie Eilish won the top four Grammy Awards of the night, and her songs speak to the subjects of depression, anxiety, suicide, and the darkness of life. For some of you, you might be thinking, who in the world are Billie Eilish and Demi Lovato? Don't feel bad. There are a lot of names and faces that I did not recognize on the Grammys that night, 
Fortunately, I have a 19-year-old niece who is much cooler than I and explains to me who people are. The takeaway of the Grammys for me and what I want you to hear today is that the awards that night were going to the artists who were willing to be transparent about their struggles. There are people who are crying out and sharing what their life looks like, the good, the bad, and the ugly. They want to be seen and they want to be known. In 2016, statistics showed there were an average of 123 suicides a day in the US, and that number continues to rise each year. We have reached a point where more soldiers have died by suicide than in the Vietnam War. Children are dying by suicide rather than continuing to live in a reality of cyberbullying and broken homes. And rates of suicide are increasing in senior citizens who have to decide whether to buy groceries or to buy their medication. Much could be shared about why suicide rates continue to increase, but I personally believe that two big contributing factors are that we live in a society that does not promote transparency regarding mental health awareness and our own personal desire to act like we have everything in our life under control. We want to save face so badly and we feel ashamed to admit that we might just need a God and a church community to embrace us in all of our brokenness. Fortunately for all of us, my story doesn't end here. If it did, it would end in heartache and emptiness and loneliness, depression and anxiety. But again, my story doesn't end here, and neither does yours. As I read through the Bible passage in preparation for today, there were two words that stood out to me. The first word was fortress. Fortress is not a word that I regularly gravitate to when I'm reading the Bible. But I took the time to look it up and found this as a secondary definition. A fortress is a person who is not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. That is our God. He cannot be influenced or disturbed by anything in this world. The scriptures say God's plans will not be thwarted. I'm not one to read the King James Version often, but that sentence is powerful. My best friend Tina, God lover, says that statement to me all of the time. God's plans will not be thwarted. Why does she say it to me all the time? Because I need to hear it all of the time. I need to hear that I cannot mess up God's plans. My God is a fortress who is not susceptible to anything that I do or anyone else does. He will not falter and he will not fail. I do not have to be perfect. I don't have to try and be in control because my God is always in control. The second word that I spent time with is the word refuge. This word is life-giving to me. Refuge is defined as a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. When I am low, lonely, or just struggling in life, this is where I go. The idea that God is my refuge and my safe space, I imagine it. I see myself running into a cave in a storm and being sheltered. 
I see myself embraced in the arms of a God who will protect me from everything that the world hurls my way. I see a God who allows me a place to fall, to be vulnerable, and to be broken. It wasn't surprising to me to read that these two words are each represented in the Bible over 80 times. These are realities about our God that we need to embrace. I recently read a story about a sheep that got separated from its shepherd, and it was lost for six years. During that time, the sheep lived in a cave and did its best to provide for its own needs. However, a sheep can't shear itself. When the sheep was found, it looked like this. It had 60 pounds of wool covering its body. After a very impressive grooming session, it then looked like this. Look at that poor baby. It's so small. <laughs> Isn't it remarkable how much weight we allow ourselves to carry when we are in close relationship with our shepherd? Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now I want you to imagine that stone in your hand represents your burdens. What do you hold on to and try and control? Like me, do you maybe have multiple stones that you're trying to hold on to? Or maybe like the sheep, you've been away from Jesus, the good shepherd, for a while. And over time, you have knowingly or unknowingly embraced weight that you were never meant to bear. We all come to a point where we have to make the decision. Are we going to lean on God and let him bear our burdens? Are we going to continue to push God away and try to bear that weight on our own? So what should we do when we're faced with times that are outside of our control? And we have to make the choice to lay down our burdens, but we're still living in the reality of our circumstances. First, we should spend time in prayer. It seems so easy to simply say pray and to believe that it's as easy to do as it is to say. But I am fully aware that there are times in life that praying is not easy. In those moments, you don't know what to say. Your burden is so heavy that you can't even form the words. Know this. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27, the Bible says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I find this to be one of the most powerful passages of the Bible. When you are struggling and you don't even know what to say, 
The Holy Spirit is literally praying for you. After you've had time in prayer, then you have to choose to be prepared. What does it mean to be prepared? It looks like this. It looks like having your hands empty and open, ready to receive whatever God has in store. In the scripture passage for today, we see a well-known verse that says, Be still and know that I am God. This is God telling us he is in control. We can depend on him and we have nothing to fear. If our hands are too full and too busy holding on to things that we are desperately trying to control ourselves, we do not have hands to receive what is to come from God. We aren't prepared. And finally, we make the choice to praise God despite of the storms. A song that many of us know, entitled Waymaker, is currently one of my favorite songs. There's a version on YouTube that I listen to that's 28 minutes long, and I love it because it's full of spontaneous moments and personal testimony. About eight minutes in, the lead worship leader shares a story about his childhood. He shares openly that he was raised by a single mom and that they struggled and that there were times when they were homeless. He shared one night that they were preparing to be evicted and he heard his mom crying in her bedroom. He assumed what was going on, but he went in to check on her. And he found her kneeling at her bed, praising God. He shared that she was thanking God for his faithfulness, that even though she may not see the situation changing, she was declaring, God, you are still good. And I thank you, God, for what we do have. We may not have all that we have been asking for, but we have all that we need because we have you. So we praise you in the storms, Lord. We choose to praise you in the storms. I invite you to come during this final song and lay down your stones. Cast your cares on him. Give your burdens to the one whose yoke is light. But you may be thinking, what if I'm not ready to let go? Then I encourage you to take that stone, put it in your pocket, and pray over it, and reach out to Pastor Andy, reach out to your journey leader, reach out to any of us on staff who will sit and listen to your story and pray over you. And then each Sunday, think about bringing that stone back with you. And with God's help, when you're ready, lay it down on the altar and give it to God. Will you pray with me, please? Father God, we ask you to search our hearts 
and burden our spirits that we might know the weight that we carry, the stones that we hold on to that we are not meant to bear. Lead us, Lord, to lay it all down at the cross, knowing that you alone are in control and we have nothing to fear. Amen.